Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yeah, we gotta get, we gotta get XLR microphones. We gotta get XLR microphones. We have to disable every bad microphone on our computers. We have to kill the president, Nicaragua, and different foreign power. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicaragua doesn't have a secret agent service. No, and we have to watch. The new oh. Black Panther movie on Disney Obama. Plus. No, different Black Panther. Did you see? Did you see Father Paul's tweet about um, the, no, <laughs> the the Barack Obama travel plaza in in Ireland? No, I did not see that. <laughs> there's a there's a travel plaza named after in Barack Obama in Ireland. It's <laughs> fascinating. It is a really funny thing. <laughs> I've just been seeing. That. I just have been seeing a lot of uh, tweets about the inferiority of USB microphones. Oh yeah, me too. Which I feel like, first of all, is targeted. Targeted. And first of all, don't like it. We've first of all, using... targeted. Second of all, rude. Yeah, rude. <laughs> Third of all. Third of all, <laughs> where, where are you? Oh, so you just want me to buy more stuff. Hey, you, you know what? Myself. You know what? You know what USB stands for? Universal serial bus. You know what the Greek word for universal is? Catholic. Ooh. Universal serial bus microphones are more Catholic. Do you know what XLR stands for? Protestant LR mics. All do right. You, do you know what USB stands for? Unlimited spending budget. <laughs> Actually, JK, that's not what it stands for. It stands for untimely. Yeah. Oh. Untimely Sandwich Boys. Untimely Sandwich Boys. Welcome (laughs) to the Untimely Sandwich Boys. Today, we're going to review the local delicatessen. (laughs) Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast not mired in controversy. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm going to start a controversy. No! What? Is that not what you wanted? No. I'm Patrick, by the way. Hi, Patrick. That's please. Hey. Well, hold on. What? If you were to start a controversy, I mean, no, there's no such thing as a, as bad PR. So no, that's not true. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what would be the publicity that you would generate vis-a-vis your controversy for oh, our? That's a good question. Because good I think question. I think there's a good line that you can ride between doing. Uh, a sex crime, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't want to do that. Not good. Not good. Uh, be great. Great for me. Great for the podcast. I start after you. You know. That's 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 once, fair. Once we once we officially cut ties and everyone will ever your 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 YouTube video in response to my controversy will, will blow you know, up. It'll, it'll be blow huge. up. Hundred thousand so, views. An yeah. Hour, you know. And that. <laughs> uh, so I need something short of that. Probably, hopefully, pretty far short of that. Um, but more than just like 
I think the Latin Mass is better than the Novus Ordo. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Tired. That's not a controversy. Yeah, it's the facts. That's just true. <laughs> it's <just> the truth. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Am I? Who knows? Ah, we're just goofing. We, we like <laughs> we're to have fun. We like to have fun. We like to joke. We goof around. That's what yeah. we do. We like. Um, I think if I was going to have a controversy, yeah, I mean, it would have to be like an ideological controversy. Sure. It would have to, but like we don't have an audience that would get mad at me for any of my opinions. Yeah, an ideological controversy such as like I'm writing you, a book about gender, so right. like that's genitalia easy. regalia. Indeed, you, we've all heard of this this book. I'm gonna keep saying um, you name it that. <laughs> it's such a good frustrated. Title. No, I hope no one from Pauline listens to our podcast. <laughs> While you're thinking of your controversy, can I say something yeah. that's freaking me out? Sure. Yesterday. Uh, or two. I started a new job on Monday this week. You do, I do. You hooray! Woohoo! Hooray! Yay! So they called us during our video bonus podcast. Yeah. How don't they know that this is my real job? And that other. <laughs> no, it's it's good. It's a full time gig, and I work forty hours a week there. Um, but they uh, they were asking me about my podcast. Oh and, really? And there's a few non Catholics that work at this at this organization. It's called Heroic Media, and. Uh, basically um they asked me about my podcast dangerous and i said well it's a catholic podcast they're like oh interesting what 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 kind of it's like oh it's a comedy catholic comedy podcast they're like oh that is really interesting and like i saw i was in a team meeting and everybody was on zoom and i like said the name of our program and i saw multiple people sort of like writing down the oh, crunch no. catholic podcast oh there combo combo breaker the yeah. next day i'm at a parish council meeting or whatever uh-huh. and uh someone's asked me how seek was because i missed the last meeting for seek i was like oh it's good we podcasted all these things and someone goes oh what's your podcast i was like oh it's called the crunch and i'm like who's your co-host this guy patrick on twitter oh what's your twitter oh oh it's, no it's ethan <laughs> underscore crunch and then i'm like all these people from my parish that follow me now and i was like i don't think you should follow me. And they're like, I'm no, trying no, to maintain <laughs> duplicity here. I'm trying to live so a double life. Like, you don't understand. I'm in this position where all the people, <laughs> I actually don't even need you to generate a controversy because all the people from my work and my parish are just going to listen and read to everything I've done online. Yeah. And they're going to kick me out. I'm nervous. It's one, one thing. <laughs> that is one thing that I've like, so I have a hair in my mouth. This is yeah, the problem with video podcasting is that, you can see me pick a hair out of my mouth. Yeah, I can't. I can't now pick both of my nostrils at the same time. <laughs> I can't like, I, like I used with to with both fingers <laughs> knuckle deep up in the, <laughs> oh, up in man. the cavities. I can just no longer scratch my frontal going cortex. Going in opposite circles. <laughs> yeah, just really clearing out those sinuses. Um, fixing I, my I was pineal to this gland. Podcast that someone said was like ours, and I said, "But there is no podcast like Unto the Crunch." And indeed. We were told that in a vision that there would be no podcast <laughs> no like podcasts like you. There would um, be, um, but uh, it you, is not they, good they, for Ethan and Pat to <laughs> podcast alone. They, but I they will were doing it anyway. this. They were doing this bit, and I was like, "This is this is kind of this is definitely a bit that Ethan would do." He was talking about blowing his nose in the shower and how you don't need you don't need tissues in the no, shower. No, you don't need anything. You just go right in your hand and then you wipe <laughs> it off. No, he was talking about like throwing his back into it, just like oh. no nothing, just like it's like he was like, "Yes, yeah, suppose I pull something." And I was like, "This is really funny." That is this is really good. I invited yeah. them on the crunch because I think it's I think I think it's um I think it's there there are there are a couple of guys who could goof off 
you know that's good i want i want goof off and we need <laughs> my russian alias patrick goof off and goof off and you know what i saw a video of today we're really just jumping around here sorry yeah tell me what tell me what you saw a video of gary today. kasparov oh yeah the chess man he sounds like grew a little bit like <laughs> he, he talks like grew i've heard him speak live in person once really at the, at the grand old opry in nashville tennessee oh cool oh uh, or did you go there on like a school field trip uh i if you if by that you mean i competed in the super nationals chess tournament that year then yes i did go on a school field trip patrick okay yeah don't, was, don't demean my was, accomplishment what i was implying yeah. i didn't did mean you, to say did you field go on a trip. little field trip to the national chess tournament <laughs> it's like i go to the aquarium I understood that you wouldn't be across the country for no reason, like watching yeah, Gary I went, Kasparov I went as a fourth play. grader yeah. to observe the chess tournament. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I, I competed. I competed. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do well? Uh, I did. That was the, the my best year. It was actually not fourth grade. It was eighth grade when it was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And um, I did that year. I won four and a half games out of seven, which was good enough to put me at like 60th in my division. In, nice. the, in the nation which Sweet. is like k through eight people ranked under like 1200 or something you know what i mean so it wasn't like you know best in the world by any yeah. means but it was like okay i did respectable i won more games than i lost so that, that was good that felt and especially since the last that was my fourth national tournament i had been to three mm-hmm. maybe three or four before that every other time i had gone two for seven and oh, so yeah. it sucks. It sucks being a fourth grader and losing five games in a row. Oh yeah. It's, that must oh, hurt. it's, that it's must like over, it. over three days. You're just yeah. like, you just lose, lose, lose. And it's just, I was so, are these like our games? Yeah. Some of, uh, some of them would go for two hours. So yeah, because like, I mean, it's an hour per person, an hour per person. Yeah. 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 So that's crazy. And then it's like at the end, I like, I remember so vividly one year, was, I think it was when we were in Denver, we lost, uh, I lost like the final game. It was like close it out two for seven. Like I I should have won the game. They give you the little freaking participation medal. I remember getting back to like our table and I just threw it at the ground. And my mom was like, you don't need to be mad. I'm like, then why the heck am I here? Like I was just so, I was having an existential oh, crisis. Yeah, it was, it was brutal, but it was fun. You know, I, I lost a, a chess game today. I had to resign to come to this podcast right here. Yeah. No way. I had I, I I stood up from my chair and I did this. Yes. I shook the computer's hand. Do you do uh you do oh you do computer play? No 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 no. I oh you I wouldn't have had to pause it if it was, a, it was I, I could have just walked away. Are you playing computer. what are your time controls? Are you playing five minute or ten minute or fifteen? Ten minute. Ten minute? What's your ten yeah. minute ranking? Ranking check. Rank check, uh Rank eight, check. it's eight hundred something. Eight hundred it's, oh, it's not high <laughs> by any means. I can tell you. I fell under 1200 for a minute here because I've been fine. playing, I've been playing a bit more. Like... I'm making mistakes by playing uh, at night when I'm holding Peter. And oh, so sure. I'm yeah. just like, I'm up late and I'm like, surely this is a good time to make nice strategic comp- competition victories. Yeah, not at all. Not I'm at all. ranked 1152 right now. So I'm not, I'm not doing too hot. My, where am I at? Okay. Where are you? What's going on? I had to, withdraw from this one and that brought my rank down to yeah 822 i lost to a guy in india the other day Mm -hmm. and he i like did my opening i was white and he like says the name of the opening in the chat 
and he's like danish gambit i was and i was like thanks for letting me know like thanks. obviously i like i know the name of I, it too yeah like i'm doing it and, at that uh, at that level i would expect you to know the name of the of right. the opening you're playing yeah yeah and then at like one point he i like blunder a piece or something and he's like oh got your knight and i was like why are you bragging you're beating me and he was like man i just i'm trying to win and i'm like that's okay but you don't have to make me feel bad in order for you to feel good and he was like yeah you're right i'm sorry i just lost a couple of games and i really want to win this one <laughs> i was like i get like, it man it's okay man i understand i get it <laughs> i i was I like had... having this existential conversation with this kid and probably he's probably 12 years old in yeah. bangladesh you know sure. i don't know if that's a city in india please nobody get mad at me bangladesh is a country you're fine <laughs> what's the name what's the what's the ba is it bangalore is that a city in india okay now we're going to territory i don't i don't know about so you know about bangladesh but you don't know about bangalore freaking uncultured <laughs> are these pokemon evolutions of each other i don't know <laughs> bangalore officially bangalore which sounds like the name of a bengal on a child's program is the capital and largest city of the indian state of karnataka karnataka so yes oh, wait bangalore hold on what? Wait, what's up? Yeah, Bangalore is a city in India. Yeah, okay, <laughs> cool. Thanks, thanks for checking for me. You're welcome. I got it. I just checked yeah, yeah, it in yeah. my brain. Just pulled Top that G. out, that Top file G. out. Yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a, I've had a couple of, um, I've had to like, like steady myself and not, uh, when I have like a really bad game, just be like, screw it and just so resign because yeah. I had, I had a couple of people do that where I was like, I was like really going, and they resigned on me, and I was like, come on. I want to like checkmate. It feels good, you know. Yeah. For a while, I was uh, so I, I I'll pull this up because my 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 bullet ranking is oh. better. Oh, your bullet <laughs> ranking. What's your bullet ranking? My bullet ranking is better, um, because uh, where's my bullet? Yeah, my bullet ranking is um is nine hundred. <laughs> wow. Bullet my, chess my, is is not real chess. No, it's not because it's like it, it relies just trying so, to make the most time, like use the most time or at least amount of time possible, and make the yeah, other person it, use the most time. It's the a lot of a lot of it is because I when I got down to um, the greatest comeback though. This is the thing. Oh, I got all the way down to four hundred, and I played my way back up, and I realized that I, I kept like losing down at the bottom because the problem was. Um, at, at a certain point, people would just start running the clock. Like yeah. they would just run my clock or whatever, you know? And, and so I, I figured out at the lower levels that they were running matter. your clock. So you decided to clean their clock. It just, it just like make as many moves as fast as possible because they can take your queen. It doesn't matter. They're not going to checkmate you because they can't find it because they're only ranked 400. Right. But <laughs> once you get, once you get up to the, they, they're, like, they're you're what? legally a chimpanzee at that level. <laughs> it's like it's like it's a 400 level game. You're not yeah. gonna find. They're, you're, you're, they're, they're Rip not to find all them. the 400 rank bullet players out there in our audience. Sorry guys, but <laughs> like once I once I figured out to like play the clock and not the board, I got back up to like 600, and that's when people actually started like playing moves that I recognized. <laughs> and right. so I could like, and I was like, I was like, I figured out a couple of checkmate patterns, and then I was like, like great, easy. And I started, I got back nice. up to 900 because people sure. would blunder pieces, yeah. and that's where I thrive. <laughs> so you do well when people uh, do poorly. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm 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 better ranked when people don't have time to think. Yeah. What? 
I, I think it's a little bit of I, a no, I think it's funny that you say when people blunder pieces, I thrive. It's like going to like soccer matches, be like when the goalie doesn't say, save the goal from being scored, I do really. Oh well. no, this is not a brag. This is a self-own. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm owning myself on this podcast, being like, yeah, when when I I'll, I win when people blunder pieces, I don't win when they don't. <laughs> Give me a second. I need to refresh your your feed here. My cash. Your <laughs> say that one more time. I could use some. I could use some refreshing my cash. My cash. <laughs> So you kept uh, saying it a couple weeks ago. You were like, "I got to refresh your cash." Hold on. <laughs> it's C H A C H C A C H E. Yeah, spelled it wrong like three times. C A C H E cash. C A C H E cash. Yeah, that's how you say it. Spell it one more time. <laughs> this was, so the other day we yeah. were at my friend's house. That I is how you spell this. it, right? It is, yeah. I was, just okay, I was like, I was, you, were, you were gaslighting me. <laughs> I was, I was. I was we like, were at my on. friend's house the other day, and uh, the we were, uh, we were, it was actually a really great hangout time. Sure, I yeah, I told you're... you this on the bonus podcast, but I don't like remember patreon.com slash crunch. But um, we were at my friend's house, and we were hanging out, and we were having a couple drinks. I had a Mexican mule, which is like a Moscow mule, but with tequila. Yeah. Very delicious. I feel like I hear they call it a burro. A burro, yeah. Uh, I guess that's so funny to make that. I'll make you a Mexican mule and then hand it to someone and say, here's your ass. <laughs> you know? I handed their ass to them. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a funny joke that I could do later in real life. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> not we all were, your friends are listening to your podcast. Nice. Yeah, not, none of them listen. But my I was hanging out and we we separated. The men went outside and the women were inside, I think, because the women wanted to talk about something. I don't know what. Still to this day, I have not asked Emma what they talked about because I don't. I'm sure it was nothing important. And oh. so, <laughs> uh, and so we were all hanging out out there, and uh, we heard from the inside one of the ladies. We later confirmed that this was not true, but what it sounded like she exclaimed was, "I knew it!" And so, uh, and it was this guy's wife. And so he looks to me and the other guy, Nolan, looks to me and Blake, and he says is there something you guys haven't told me? And Blake, Blake is the most earnest, honest, uh, no guile in this man yeah. whatsoever. Salt type of the of earth. Person. Salt of the earth, yeah. pure. Uh -huh. He looks confused. He's like, what? And then I start smiling and I look at Blake and I look at Nolan and Nolan's looking at me like, what, what's going on? Someone pregnant? What's happening? And I look back to Blake. I say, should we tell him? And then and Blake's like, what? What are we telling him? Like he's freaking out, <laughs> and Nolan's losing because he's like, "What? What's going on?" And I, and then I had to break because I was like, "Ah, there's nothing. I'm just." Messing I don't up. know anything. <laughs> it's just. Should it's, we tell him? It's so, so funny. Fun. That's was, so mean to do to someone. I know, but it was such a Say, good. This should uh, man. Should we tell him? But should we tell him? Emma was always mad at me because I I I get I generate these scenarios so quickly, <laughs> even like when we're home. Like we were, it was just me and Emma and Peter and something he was like coughing or something. And I was like, oh yeah, his glands are being overworked. <laughs> because I, <laughs> I don't know anything about the boy. I don't know anything about his biology. I was, <laughs> I was saying this to Phoebe the other day because yeah. I was trying to explain, like I was listening to this podcast and someone yes. said it's like ours. Yeah. And it's some it's Who? somewhat like Who said ours. this. It's more tame. It's, it's someone on Twitter said it was like ours. It's, it's tamer. It's not it's it's like it's two dudes goofing. It reminded me more of terminally chill than our podcast. 
they're if, that, t- if that's a good frame of is our reference. podcast not tame are we are we unleashed no 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 are no, no, we, no. Are i we was wet and wild <laughs> so i was i was trying to explain this because i was like what what is missing from their show unleashed podcasting Super. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Do you have any more of those cups, or is it just the Star Wars one? I only have this one. Because we had like four or five of those growing up. What, the Turvis mugs? Sure, something like that. I don't know. Maybe they were selling them. We had like a Florida Gators one. Yeah. No, I only one. have the Star Wars one. I need to get a K-State one, but, um, you know, I've just grown so comfortable with the Star Wars one. The, I, I haven't mean, seen a Star Wars film in years. It's great because it can keep hot, uh, hot drinks hot and cold drinks cold without heating or cooling your hand. So. Much like a lightsaber. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So this is what so this is what I was telling Phoebe. I was like, the thing that is 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 missing from their podcast. Yeah. It maybe not is missing. They probably you and want me. this. They're much more successful than we are, so nothing is missing. Gosh darn but, it. I know. <laughs> but um the thing that our podcast has is the Ethan effect, <laughs> which is where you try to say the most ridiculous borderline obscene thing you can think of in the moment. <laughs> not bored, not obscene, not 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 bad. But you try to think of this outlandish. You you you're in your brain. I I imagine, <laughs> like there's a wheel turning. That's like, what is the most outlandish thing I could say that will move this conversation to something that no one was expecting? You know what I mean? Like you're 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 a chaotic chaotic yeah. actor in this, I, in this podcast. I really wish that the effect that names a- that's named after me isn't something that's helpful to humanity. <laughs> it is some- helpful to humanity. It helps humanity have goofs. That's true. It's, it's good. Like the guy who invented the Coriolis effect, uh, John Coriolis. John Coriolis. He's <laughs> he's known for something good and beneficial, and ever and now everybody's like Cory was his middle name. Mm, yes, Coriolis effect, and they say it mm. very seriously. They don't know what it means. Nobody knows what it means. Yeah. You say the Ethan effect, everyone's like, mm, I don't know. It's not my style. Yeah. You know? Yeah, everybody gets everybody gets cool things named after them. The Coriolis effect. Lou Gehrig's. <laughs> See, you have the Ethan effect too. 
I was trying to think of a second thing, but I couldn't. So I just yeah. for right. Lou Gehrig's disease. Lou Gehrig's disease. Sorry. Um, yeah, I feel bad for that guy back in the 13th century named uh, Henry Bubonic. <laughs> just a real, a real tragedy. Yeah, a tragedy that he got that. I think it was actually the rat's name was Bubonic. The uh, rat. Yeah, he instead of uh, uh, standing on someone's head and helping them cook, he stood on someone's head <laughs> and they died. And they died. They were they were. Do you, know what I, do you know what I found out the other day? I found out there's Tell a me. there's a there's a, uh, a a historical myth about the Black Plague that blames the Catholic Church for the Black Plague. Did you know this? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about it either. But do you yeah. know what it is? I want you to guess. What, okay. The, what the myth is? The myth. Yeah. That the Catholic Church started the the Black Plague. I would I would say why that, is the Catholic Church to blame for the Black Plague? So they didn't. It's not like they originated it. Like some some like they, monk like, cooked like it Wuhan up in a lab, thing, yeah. like Wuhan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that it's probably similar to the the accusations that people levy against Mother Teresa, in that it was suffering as a part of the spiritual experience, and so to heal the suffering would be to take away the spirituality of the suffering and the Catholic church believes in suffering. And so they did not uh, properly or adequately treat people who were affected by the illness. And therefore it spread uh, much further than it would have otherwise. If the Catholic church had believed in the science, that's my guess. Ah, No, dang it. That is a good guess, but that, that, that is just, that's just a criticism about the medieval period in general what that's they, not they, like they a, didn't have hosp- they didn't have science like they that's didn't part have mri of, machines yeah that's part of like the that's part of like the mythos of the medieval times the dark general. ages the dark ages they yeah. were they the only reason they were dark is because at night everyone went to bed <laughs> no they're instead dark because we don't know much of, about them instead of staying up and watching hbo max mm-hmm. like the no dark ages are not the medieval period I don't know anything. Did you know that's the difference? I didn't know this until the dark. Like a when's years the ago. Dark Ages? What, the Dark 10, Ages are the period in between century? the fall of the Roman Empire to the High Middle Ages. Okay. Because we don't have any records of them. So what the hell are the Middle Ages? If it's not, what's the Middle Ages? The Middle Ages is. Uh, is that from, when Frodo was knocking around? So it's from uh, it's from eleven hundred to or, yeah, it's from the eleven hundreds to the rise of modernity in the fifteen hundreds. Is the oh. Middle Ages. So what's the medieval period? That same thing. Mid- medieval, oh. medieval, Mid- means medieval, middle, med- yeah. middle, mm-hmm. middle. And then there's evil. the there's the there's the low middle ages and there's the high the early middle ages the high middle ages and the low middle ages the high yeah. comes first so then they then they kind of anyway the myth the so myth everybody about lived the on a mountain and everybody plate. lived at sea level and then everybody yeah yeah, yeah I got it yeah. everyone moved to the to the Spanish lowlands um, the myth about the Catholic Church and the Black Plague is Tell that uh, the Catholic Church um, because of witches was oh. suspicious of cats oh. and killed all of killed the cats. Killed all the cats. I have heard this. The yeah, cats yeah. didn't eat the mice and the mice spread the black plague. Mm-hmm. I prefer the one that blames the Ottoman Turks for bringing the rats over on boats. That's my preference. I think, is that a myth or is that a truth? I don't know. It happened like 300,000 years ago. Who cares? <laughs> what about, I read a book once about cholera mm-hmm. and it's starting in London. And uh, it's because nobody washed their hands and like the poop just kind of sat under people's houses and under the streets. Yeah. And uh, it got into the water supply. And I have uh, heard this. So uh, this, but the reason I bring that up is because the other day I took a temperaments test Mm -hmm. and I was speaking with one of the ladies that works at my company 
and said I said choleric. I said choleric, and then she said choleric, and I was like, oh frick! Like I felt so dumb and so young. I'm the youngest person at this company. I can't I've definitely afford, said it the way you said it before. I can't afford to have such churlish mistakes as to say <laughs> choleric instead of choleric. I think it's choleric. This woman has been she's a she's a leader in her industry for the last 34 years. You know, is who she am a I leader in medieval temperaments and bloodletting? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Guess my percentages. Uh <laughs> I'm choleric sanguine. I feel like you're, you're a point, you're probably like a point two seven six, I think. I'm just not maybe like maybe like uh five percent ER. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm guessing your baseball do you, stats. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> my slugging percentage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my OBS. My uh OBS. Hey. Your OBS on base slide. It's on base percentage, right? It's OBP. OBP, yeah. OBP. Um, no, my so I'm fifty nine percent. When when you find a little oil in the ocean, OBP, OBP. <laughs> uh, wake me up, Texaco. <laughs> All right, we're gonna <laughs> okay. Moving on, I uh, am fifty nine percent choleric, forty one percent sanguine. Oh. Do you believe that about me? I don't know what those words mean. You don't know about the four temperaments? No, I don't know about the four temperaments because I feel I'm gonna like send it's just you... Myers-Briggs for dead people. Is what I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Thank That's you. That's <laughs> really good. No, I think you should take the temperaments test. I think the way you figure out your temperament is just get like figure out how much Get really blood, mad and see what happens. bile, yellow bile, and phlegm are in your system. Not, it's not at all what you think it is. I'm going to send you I'm sending you this thought. in Discord and I want you to take it it'll be for our business. <laughs> I need to know what your temperaments are so that we can do better business. Are you going to make me pay for it? Better business No, it's a free test. betterbusinessbureau.com. It's actually betterbusinessbureau.com. Oh, it's not on the betterbusinessbureau.com. It's on temperament uh, test. Action yes. oriented, do idea not, oriented, people oriented, peace oriented. Don't take it right now. This but looks like were, disc. It's disc is based on the temperaments. Is it really? You yeah, know, this is exactly this is disc. This is just disc. Yes, but and I already know what I am. Okay, <laughs> then you're being insufferable right now. What? I just want you to. I sent you the link so that you would take it later, and then I want to know which ones you are. You sent me the link, and you're mad that I clicked it and looked at it. Is that what's happening right now? Yeah, I guess I'm the insufferable one. <laughs> well, you only insuffer because you made me suffer first. Just know that if you suffer, I've insuffered first. <laughs> oh man if you find me insufferable i just uh i just always i feel bad when i it hurts my feelings this is not a serious comment it hurts my feelings <laughs> when i uh, thank you for prefacing this. yes when i send you something and it's like uh -huh. this is something that patrick doesn't know about i'm going to share it with him and like explain it to him and you oh. immediately categorize it as something you already know about and refuse to listen to me i related <laughs> to my previous experience <laughs> uh, or maybe you commandeer the conversation and make it about your own Ethan, we should talk about this with our therapist. We should get Father a therapist. Anthony. We should. That'd be so funny if at that moment, Father Anthony walked in the door. Behind <laughs> and all of this was Like that ruse. big bird meme, he just kicks the therapist. <laughs> um, no, but I, uh, do you, you, do you, have you ever taken a disc assessment before? Yeah, I'm high in driver. What is your, what is your, you're just, you're just a, you're just a capital D. <laughs> I'm high in D and then my, I'm high in I, and then I'm very low in S and C. Well, uh, what it, it's like, is it, what I, what I got was like, 
It's been a long time I'm since I've taken I D. So it's like I'm on the I'm in the I section, mm-hmm. but I tend towards the D of the wheel. And I'm very I'm very far away from C and S. Yes. Not... We're the same. Except for that yeah. I'm D. I'm your primary D. I'm primarily D. Yeah. Uh I'm You're the D-I. I'm the sunny D. <laughs> I've been taking supplements lately. Can I tell you something? Sure. I've been supping magnesium. That's good. I don't simp, I sup. I don't simp, I sup. And uh, one of the effects that it has Anti is it from Jove's nectar sup. Makes, makes you a bit more regular. Oh. Uh, yeah, so that's been that's been good. That's been good. You, been you, really do, good. you don't have to go on your wipe anymore? <laughs> I used to go three, four days without pooping. And now it's like every every 30 minutes. One time I felt really bad when I did this, but I yeah. was like, I think I was just coming out of just coming out of crunch. And so I was in the like, what's the I was in that that Ethan Ethan effect mode, right? Like, Ethan effect. It's an area, it's an AOE <laughs> spell that I cast over everyone around me. I was like, I was like in that mood where I was like saying ridiculous things. And yeah. I, like, I went to the bathroom and I came out like in like two minutes. And my wife was like, wow, that was really quick. And I was like, yeah, I got rope burn. <laughs> <laughs> It came out so fast. Yeah. And she was like, I don't like that. I don't like that you said the, that. I think one of the hardest was over too. The hardest thing in marriage is not <laughs> waking up in the middle of the night to take care of the baby. It's not dividing it's household fun. chores, setting expectations. It's not money. It's not any of those things. It's transitioning from boy talk <laughs> to girl talk. Yeah. That's the hardest. So many marriages would be saved if we could figure out how to make this transition more smoothly. Yes. Boy talk to girl talk. This is yeah. this is true. This is fair. Yeah, we need. I, I've been I've been thinking about this for the for the book. I, I I'm I'm Ooh. about to hit chapter six. I'm five chapters You're in. I'm, half, I'm halfway done with the book. Right. Yeah. The book's due in August. Yeah. I'm so I'm so done. It's How many like, chapters are there gonna be? Eleven or so, and that's oh, including you're... the conclusion. What What about an epilogue? So chat. Well, so chapter one is the introduction, and chapter eleven is the conclusion so it they're probably going to be named introduction conclusion are there any appendices is there going to be any <sighs> no because i got content? mine removed when i was in high school so it feels it feels disingenuous to put an appendix yeah you put a gallbladder at the end of the book there right? might be an index yeah. there might be an index at the end an index and a bunch of books you're not allowed to read um but but i'm coming up on on chapter six yeah and i just finished like the the main the main part where it's like here's john paul the second here's Edith stein here's you know all that stuff yeah 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 and I'm about to enter into like the the part of the book that's like stuff that I've been reading and thinking about recently. So I'm, I'm trying to approach this with more like discernment because I don't want to yeah, I don't want to come up with the... drive into it and be like, yeah. yeah, this is all fresh and new and it's cool. And so I'm going to put it in the book. Yeah. So I don't yeah. I don't want to like go too far. But what I've been what I'm thinking about is like Ivan Ivan Illich wrote this book on gender where he talks about gendered domains. And so in this point in the book, I just got done talking about how. You're quoting you know, like, JP2, Edith Stein, and Ivan Illich in this book. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, brother. I'm in. I'm buying it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, I, I I've decided to give you an endorsement for your book. I decided I started out the chapter with Ivan Illich is my favorite crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but I, man, it's just he's just so cool. He um, is. But he talks about he talks about like gendered spaces and how those things are important for like cultivating a gendered mm-hmm. re- like for cultivating like what genders mean for does he a mean society does he mean like when you're at a mall and you walk by a justice and then you walk by a lids like that, <laughs> is that what he means? yes that's exactly what he means <laughs> uh no that's not what he means oh okay but the the main issue in like 
so the the this part of the book is like okay so there's two different genders but like it's 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 kind of hard to explain but like part of the book is like talking about how the conservative idea of gender is like men work women do baby this is women cannot work men cannot baby and it's like Mm -hmm. no this is not one of those yeah right it's like it's we we these these two things are supposed to happen in tandem because god tells mankind to fill the earth and till it and very clearly eve is better suited to filling the earth but adam has a role and then Adam is more. When Eve's a fillin, I'm out there a tillin. Tillin, but like they have to help each other because, yes. like you know, man has a secondary role in filling the earth, all that stuff. Yes, you've heard me talk about this before, probably. Um, <laughs> I was too busy knuckle deep in my own. Sometimes my own I just zone out because I'm <laughs> like tickling my brain. If my, you if you nose. hit the frontal lobe too hard, then it's you, you black out. For a second. <laughs> so. Anytime I'm not paying attention um, on the podcast, that's the reason. That's why. <laughs> um, but th- this this part of the book is like, okay, so, you know, there are differences between men and women. So, like, how do we build a world where, you know, given that there are gender differences, but the way that they're existing now is, like, very unequal, where it's like mm-hmm. women don't have access to spaces that are dominated by men and it seems to be like men get all the good ones, you know, it's like, okay, we've, we've split up, we've split up, you know, like, I mean, you see like, okay, medicine, right. I, I, I talked about this earlier in the book, how like in um, the industrial revolution mm. split uh, women and men, the work inside the home from the work outside the home. And the way that masculinity was defined is men do the work that makes other people money. Women do the work that doesn't make other people money. And mm. this is like transitioned into corporate america where right. men are doctors and in sales and lawyers and women are paralegals and typists and nurses like they're not making money mm-hmm. they're supporting the people that do Generally. and so like these can be obviously exceptions right yes and 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 this is like this is, this is a problem this is the point of the book is like this is a problem yeah, this because is not good. it's not good because it's like a, it's a it's a bad way to look at a gendered world women should have domains where they are, they have exclusive access to this domain and it is a, an exercise of their femininity and it's a powerful thing. And it's something that men don't have, like it's a space that men don't have access to and men need to have spaces that women don't have access to. Um, and Ivan Illich talks about this. He calls them domains. And he talks about how marriage is the place where those two domains meet. Ah. But we're trying to make that happen outside of marriage, where the domains oh. meet outside of marriage. Yes. And that doesn't make sense. No, they you know? have work wives, and then they become second wives. Yeah. And that's not good or healthy. So anyway, what I'm saying is, yes, Ivan Illich agrees with you. There needs to be a transition between boy talk and wife talk. Yeah, I basically <laughs> know as much as him. <laughs> His books are so skinny, so I mean, it's not much. Yeah, but they really pack a punch. They really do. (laughs) Uh, I want to, we've been going here for about 35 minutes, approximately, on the podcast. Sure. Before we go into our dating segment. Yes. In probably 10 to 15 minutes. Just so everyone is abreast of the schedule of today's class. (laughs) We need to have a we need to have a gavel so that we can clang it. Did everyone get the on. programs that I mailed out? Every every week on thecrunchcast.com, I post the podcast schedule. And if you're not seeing it, that's your own fault. <laughs> that's your own darn fault. I've also updated the website recently and it looks sick ah right now. So you should go look at it. 
uh, I updated the branding. That's good. Go um, well, okay. So there's lots of things I want to talk to you about. Some of them are more apt for a business meeting between you and I. Mm. I have this idea where you make all of the content for our social media channels. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have this really cool idea where you do all of the work for me. <laughs> and then I have this other idea. Does that include that. your Twitter account? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I was going to say. No, no. It, might, it, it may say crunch in the handle, but that is, that, that stuff's proprietary, baby. That's all me. <laughs> um, uh, plus, I don't know if you want Robney Dainberfeld in <laughs> the crunch lexicon of, uh, of tweets. But I wanted to talk about other myths surrounding the Catholic Church. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. Maybe not myths, but there's been a lot swirling lately, and I thought it would be good to talk about it. Sure. Um, not in a terribly serious way, but no, in just like not. a, this is interesting. So Benedict- I think we deserved Mexico. What? Mexico Nothing. City? I was, I was, did you see the new, the new, uh, the new Black Panther movie? There's new myths that are coming out that I don't even know about. No, I don't know about. I did not see the new Black Panther movie. Uh, is that- can Am I, I like, can I spoil oh, a character that's in it? You can spoil anything you want about Black okay. Panda 2. Black <laughs> <laughs> Kung oh, Fu Panther. It's the wrong continent. Wrong <laughs> continent. Uh, uh, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Please spoil the whole plot. The villain is, no. Namor is the villain. Namor. Namor. That the soccer player? Submariner. <laughs> I don't it's, know who that is. That's Namor. That's a different name. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Namor, yeah, Namor the Submariner is uh, is is the main villain in in, in Black Panther. Um, it's kind this of unfair. Is a guy who's on a submarine. He's no, it's like an Aqua. It's like Aquaman. He's Aquaman. Okay, <laughs> he's Aquaman. He's Aquaman. Cool. And apparently, he was like a really big deal in the uh, in the 1940s. Like the original comics was like, mm -hmm. what if guy underwater? And everyone in the 1940s was like, we Well, that's because there were actual underwater submarines flats. underwater. Yeah, yeah so that kind of makes sense. <laughs> now sad. it all it all happens in the in the web in the internet yeah. <laughs> you know nobody's launching nukes how is uh, how is uh how is cyber warfare real just turn off your computer just turn right off the computer. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah Thanks. i tweeted that once it didn't do very well but no, I was like, this is really I'm, funny come on i'm gonna tweet it right now yeah uh anyway so um the uh his i don't know how much of his backstory this is definitely not original to the character because sure they would not have done this backstory in 1940 um, but he's an Aztec. So the, the story was like the, he's the son of an Aztec woman from the 1500s. And when the conquistadors were coming in, mm -hmm. they were slaughtering the Aztecs. Yes. Very bad. Very bad. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, they, the and Aztecs were slaughtering their children, women children, children. So... And then I realized why Americans are so pro Aztec. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, never mind. Oh yeah, I that understand. makes sense. This tracks. This is a through line. <laughs> this is a, there's it's a good there's a connection here. Yeah. Um, but the the there's the um, that's the point was like it's like we were we were trying to save ourselves and so we prayed to our God and He gave us this herb that helped us breathe underwater and then I was born and like that's yeah, the, like, I gotta get right. some of that weed. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but that that's the that's like the they're they're trying to do like a, a similar Black Panther thing where it's like a commentary on on uh, on imperialism and the effects mm -hmm. of imperialism and how yes uh, the 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 Aztec people and the Wakandan people should be allies because they're both fighting against the big imperial they're fighting each other instead ah, and this is bad why are they fighting each other yes this is the commentary i'm fine with social commentary okay. 
but anyway, that this is the this is this is the original um, the original uh, myth about the Catholic Church. It's called the Black Legend. Have you heard of this? Of, a lot of black situations with the Catholic Church these days. Indeed, the Black, black Plague, the Black Panda, the Black <laughs> Panda. Dude, I'm but never the, gonna the, that down. The Black Legend, and there's the corresponding White Legend, and this is. Have you ever heard I, of this? I, I feel like I feel like I'm in the first five minutes of a kung fu film right now. That's fair. <laughs> this is very like this is very like, like I'm just getting a bunch of yeah. exposition. Okay, tell me so about the, the, black the black legend. The, the black legend, legend is Grandpa. the the black legend is the you know the Spanish government was the Spanish Empire was awful and it killed all the natives and it mm-hmm. was very evil and all this stuff. Sir Francis Drake. Yeah, and it was spread by the Protestant English. Because sure. Spanish is a Catholic country. And then there's yeah. the corresponding white legend where it's like, actually, the conquistadors were awesome and they didn't do anything wrong. And burning the ships was actually really cool. And they were really nice. The Aztecs, the Aztecs were mean. They were big old meanies and all this stuff. So it's yeah. the, the white legend and the black legend. The reality is likely... Gray. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, you're, the, the pagans... Are, are probably going to be bad guys and the military leader who's trying to find gold is probably not doesn't have the best intentions yeah um and the priest that came along with him might have been a little motivated by the gold thing or he might have been desperately trying to stop you know bloodshed right there's all that stuff um so that's like the the original uh anti-catholic myth in the west wow yeah is that the the protestant english were like wow they're really mean to the natives ironic Hmm. right yeah right that's interesting oh and they mixed up the small they they brought up smallpox in the movie too they were like the conquistadors brought smallpox they like heavily implied that they did the smallpox blanket thing and i was like jefferson you're not pinning us on you're not pinning that on us no i'm not spanish but i'm catholic you're not pinning that on the catholics that was the deist founding fathers yeah that that was the quakers all right the The, the friends yeah they they were they were the ones who did i don't know if they did that i don't know who did that so I don't know about any of that, but what I was reading about this week. <laughs> so Benedict dies. Yeah, and man. People, and people lied. Uh, yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. So a lot uh-huh. of there's a lot of stuff out there. I've been reading a lot of stuff. A lot of the Hitler stuff, the Hitler no, Youth stuff about Benedict. No, 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 no. That's fine. Oh, okay. Everybody was drafted into Hitler Youth if you were of a certain age at that time in Germany. So it doesn't men mean... of a certain age. <laughs> of a certain quality. A certain age is fourteen. <laughs> yes. Um. So I don't, yeah, I don't care about that. I think it's the the book that he published posthumously, mm. uh, and it was in Italian, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's this." I'm, I speak Italian, and this is what it says. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, apparently, allegedly, in theory, there's he he kind of names like the the sort of sex stuff that everyone kind of. <laughs> sorry, did you you know what I'm talking about? No, have you have you seen any of this? I think he talks about how there's no. like a culture of uh, rampant sexuality in like certain seminaries and that type of thing. He doesn't oh, specifically sure. okay, name yeah. the Lavender Mafia or anything like that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is uh, an allegedly existing group of people in the Roman Curia that are all uh, sympathetic to the the LGBTQ plight. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, because more, they are in fact because themselves boinking yeah. yeah because they are gay and so he didn't name them but he kind of talked about how it's like a big problem and all these things so everyone's like oh he this is because he knew all this stuff he's like pressured to step down and because this this and this and everybody's sure. 
everybody's like throwing things around about like why Benedict was asked to step down is because he was pressured by. Then I started, then I, then it went one step deeper. Cause I started, I started doing some more reading. I started doing some more digging. You go. Yeah, a little bit I think deeper. the guy, the guy who, um, the guy who uh, stood up to the, to the Nazis was pressured by the gays to leave the papacy. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler couldn't uh, get him, but no, Milo Yiannopoulos, he had a, <laughs> or whoever i don't know who gay guy i thought of oh man that's sure. really funny mm-hmm. yeah yep. that makes sense yeah Hitler. i don't think i don't him. think you can pressure anybody who was an orthodox catholic yeah. in europe in the 20th century to do anything yeah there were there were a bunch of really tidy cardinals that scared him out of the vatican <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like oh no um so i did some more digging and ostensibly the most powerful man in the world <laughs> the uh there's so I think the the Lavender Mafia thing is easy to focus on because it's like scandalous. And, oh, you know, the Lavender Mafia, whatever. It's easy to point fingers at like a group of allegedly gay cardinals and be like, look at this. You know, like that's it's easy to point at and go look sure. at that. And that's why Benedict resigned. But there's people that say that um, he was pressured by American intelligence that is covertly in place inside the Vatican. And I was like, OK, that's a bit more interesting. You know, that, that is more interesting. That's, that's the subject of a book. I know that's the subject of a book. And so I read the book. We don't have time to get through the whole thing, but you read uh, the book. I didn't read the whole thing. I read the first couple chapters, but <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot going on. All right. <laughs> I only had it on my phone as PDF. It's hard to see at night. That was the newest episode of The Last of Us. Uh, it was great. It was great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, also speaking of the Lavender Mafia, a couple of gay guys in that one. Uh, yeah. yeah. People were saying that it, it was like them... The Last of Us are going to be The Last of Us. Yeah, it's like uh, they're not procreating at all. Everybody. I know it's just it's two two gay gentlemen who uh, hole up in a sorry, I'm mean, gonna use a different <laughs> word. <laughs> two gay gentlemen who <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't even I was not on purpose. Oh gosh, it's two gay gentlemen who find refuge in a small town after everyone mm-hmm. has left and they survive. Yeah. But the whole time I'm asking, it's a, it's like a love story. And it's romantic and they commit suicide together. And it's like, Oh, oh gosh, this, this made me cry. They um, Romeo and Steve it. Yeah. They Romeo and, Romeo and Juliet, not Romeo, Romeo and Juilliard. And maybe. Sure. Uh, Ju- Julian, Romeo and Julian there maybe it is, is, is better. Uh, Rewind that back. Hold on. Let me do it again. Yep. Oh, they Romeo and more like Romeo and Julian. All right. Nice. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. I'm not going to edit that. It's too much work. I know. <laughs> da Vinci, da Vinci Resolve is an unwieldy enemy <laughs> of mine. It's a demanding mistress. <laughs> it truly, uh, which these guys did not have. But they, uh, it's, it was just interesting that it was like, everyone's like, oh, this is so romantic. And these guys died and because one developed Parkinson's and they survived for 20 years in the middle of this. Another guy. Apocalypse. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, and bubonic. It's just like, why, why would you like the whole point of living? Like, I just don't understand the whole point of like surviving, you know, if it's just mm-hmm. going to be you, it's you two, you know? Yeah. Um, and I understand that if they don't want to procreate whatever, um, mm-hmm. and I understand the base human need for survival, but it was just, and then the suicide at the end, I was like, oh, this really all is just for you. You know, yeah. like you didn't, Very. you were super reluctant to help anybody else. You didn't help anybody else. You had this whole town that was a safe place that you had electric fences you. and all these things. And it was just for you. And I don't know. It just, it, it, it did not seem very, uh, 
I don't know. I was not impressed with it. What passes it, for romance. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was different from the game because in the game, the one guy just commits suicide because he doesn't want to live anymore. And the other guy is just grumpy and living in this town by himself. Um, oh, I see. Anyway, beyond this. So I'm reading. I read the first couple chapters of this book and it starts to put the pieces together. I haven't completely finished it, but it seems like that there is a reason to believe that the NSA or the CIA or whoever has its fingies in the Vatican. And uh, the reason being, and I think, I think this is very interesting, just an insight into the psyche of the church, mm -hmm. especially at the levels of leadership. So coming out of world war two, um, obviously Rome, Italy, Mussolini, Axis powers, tough time to be Catholic, tough time to be living in Rome, tough time to be living in the Vatican City yeah. State. You kind of have to like survive and make alliances where you can and uh, and not get the Vatican totally sacked and taken over because who knew what was going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. So the war ends, uh, the Nazis are defeated, but the big thing is the communists. Everybody's now scared of the communists because America, other side of the ocean, Russia, right over here. Yep. And uh, in terms of like the communist versus Nazi thing that comes up a lot, the Nazis were not as explicitly like atheistic as the communists were. And so yeah. it, at the time, because they didn't nobody really knew the full extent of like the whole concentration camps and all that stuff right away. There was a lot of welcomeness and like openness to working with former Nazis to fight against communists. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of former Nazis were recruited and uh, then hired by the CIA essentially to be like, to be the stay back forces to Isn't fight. that what paperclip was operation paperclip. I think it's something like that. I don't, yeah. Paperclip might've been a different thing, but um, it was, they like stayed back to like fight the communists from taking over Western Europe basically. Mm -hmm. um, so the problem is that's like an act of war. And like, if you're Congress, like you have to like declare war on someone in order to like fund a war. But the CIA was like, we have to do this in order to like prevent the spread of communism, which is the biggest threat to American hegemony after America comes out on top after World War II. So what do we do? We should start a secret government organization that it can fund anything it wants whenever. So this is how the CIA is founded, basically. So they start this and they're doing these things and they need money. They need money to fund the operation. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, hmm, what are the ways that we've seen governments raise money for military operations? And this one guy was like, oh, yeah, when I was in China, they sold heroin. <laughs> and so American government's like, hmm, that seems pretty lucrative. Yeah, uh, we could probably do that. And so they're, they start getting heroin from Italian uh, pharmaceutical companies. They use their connections from the American mobsters, so like Italian American mobsters, they ship them back over to Sicily. They're like, hey, lean on all these pharmaceutical companies and like you're going to be our go-between to get heroin to the United States. They also start up an operation in Burma and all these things. And they start shipping. And Bangalore. We're not going to get into that. We don't know, <laughs> we don't know where Bangalore is. We don't, we know, don't know where it is. is. We don't know where the heroin's coming from. Where are the drugs going? But they, they start shipping it to none other than Harlem uh, in New York. And they get just a bunch of uh, black people addicted to heroin, basically. And the CIA is like fine with it because who's going to notice? Who's going to care? You know, totally gross and awful. But yes. they start making a ton of money from selling heroin. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like it's crazy the statistics where like was this the, during the war on drugs? This is you know, the war on drugs didn't start until the eighties or something, right? I don't know. Yeah, sure. I just didn't know how far in the future this was. I think this is why the war on drugs had to start. It's <laughs> because the like number of heroin addicts before this operation started was like less than ten thousand. Mm. And then a couple years after it, it was over a hundred thousand in the United States. Like just a ton of people got addicted to heroin. And so they uh opiates and they had to like convince the mobsters like hey we really need you to do this and the mobsters were like we don't really deal in opiates and the cia was like yeah you do yeah you do and so (laughs) so they do this and the problem is is like okay we've got this dirty money we need a place for it to go in and come out clean but this is hundreds of millions of dollars i don't know i don't know if you know but in italy in rome in the vatican there's this little place called the institute for the works of religion or religious works, however it's translated. Yeah. The IOR, commonly known as the Vatican Bank, it's actually a Vatican Bank, but it's a totally independent, single state, no oversight by any organization other than the Vatican itself. Yeah. And so what you do is the CIA. It's the treasury of a sovereign power, yeah. The treasury not, is a sovereign power, so yeah. you can do anything. That accepts donations. Exactly, and it doesn't have yeah. to publish any reports about mm-hmm. what it does at all. And so uh, CIA goes to Pope Pius XII, Pope Pius XII reasonably concerned about the influx of communism, you know, coming mm-hmm. into Italy. So he's like, whatever I can do to help. And then all of a sudden the CIA and the Vatican are working together to sell heroin to uh, black Americans to fund uh, overseas secret service operations, basically. Uh Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's like, it's not good. Um, and I haven't gotten further in the book. I'm sure it, like as it goes on, it details all the things that happen. This is in Pope Benedict's book. This is not, no, this is in a different book that I read. I was going to say, so Pope, Pope Benedict's like Pope, blowing the lid off the whole thing. He's like, hey, so th- when yeah. I became, when I became Pope, they said, hey, there's a secret book of, of all the Pope's diaries in the, yeah. in the Vatican Bank. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage needs your help to get it so that he can steal the Magna Carta or something. But I think it's interesting, and I'm not saying this is like, oh, the Catholic Church is so corrupt. It's like, well, yeah, that that's not good. They shouldn't have done that. Um, but it's more so, I think, to give an insight into how heads of state dealt with one another in the mm-hmm. post World War II era. I think for the like the throughout all of World War One and World War Two, and even before then, kind of in the the rise of modernity, even like the Napoleonic age and all of these things. Um, the Vatican went from being like having the papal states and like the Holy Roman Empire and all of these things to kind of being just a nitty bitty little, little tiny city, uh, little tiny yeah. city state, and uh, and it was just kind of and it was just in the throes of all of this war and all these crazy technological advancements over the last hundred and fifty years, and so obviously there's like a lot of fear and stress about what's gonna what's like in this new world that's emerging after like the chaos of the last hundred years. Yeah, with all the technology and all the war and everything, like what is what's this going to look like? And I think there were so many decisions that were made out of fear that, like, then set up the Vatican to be in this position where now there's potentially not confirmed, potentially the the CIA is the reason that Pope Benedict resigned because they wanted to install. Pope Francis, because he's friendly to certain causes in South America that maybe other popes would not have been friendly to that the United States needed to what blah, 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 blah. I haven't read the rest of the book. I assume that's where it's going. Sure. Okay. Probably something with oil and money and drugs. 
probably. And so uh, it just is interesting to read about this uh, because it's like I've read it and now it's like, okay, yeah, I, I believe that that happened, um, but I don't really like care, you know? Yeah. Like I do care. It's bad. But I think it's important for Catholics to know stuff about the church like that so that when some yahoo online or in person is like, well, did you know about this? And you'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, or like okay. not, that you have to, not that you have to know everything, but it's like, oh, I can understand how people in the church would do something like that. Because I think Catholics are so we're, we're so we're taught so much that the church is so good and pure and holy that anytime someone brings something up, instead of like dialoguing about the thing we get all what would the, like we freak out because it's like or the new my new favorite thing is just to yeah. hear something awful the church did and you just go based yeah well that's <laughs> some in some situations that's good to it's do it's perfectly but fine in but others, in others it's like we just yeah, need to have I'm, like a, a better level head about the whole thing you know i'm starting to just become like no yeah that thing that thing was very bad that you did and you need to like yeah you know, it has no bearing on like the truth of what the church is. And there's all the, all, there's all kinds of other stuff about Masonic plots and uh, people that have been, that work with the Francis papacy and all these things that I'm just like, hmm, I don't know. That's, I've got some questions about all that. I think that Francis is the real Pope. I think that uh, there's a lot of people with a lot of lapses in judgment and maybe some people who are nefarious, but uh, it doesn't take away from the truth of the, you know, all the things. So I don't know. we got to hold yeah. all of it in balance. Yeah. It's just, the world is a broken and sinful place and people in the halls of power are going to abuse that power, of course. And yeah. um, it's just going to happen. Um, and unfortunately, this is the reality because, you know, Jesus said that uh, he wanted the church to be universal and all uh, be a blessing to all the nations. And unfortunately, uh, in order to do that, the church needs to be huge. Yeah. It's like, it's not, I, a friend of mine, good friend of mine was like, you know, the real problem with the church didn't start at the Reformation. It didn't start in the Renaissance. It started way back with Constantine when the church allied with Rome and became a political power. I was like, yeah, that, that's true. It, it, a lot of the problems started then. It was pure when it was just being persecuted. But like, that's just not the trajectory of the universal church. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an international, powerful institution it always is going to be like it, it's, yeah. it's just and because of that people are going to try and get close and it's not even it's not even like the it's not the guy at the top it's not no. like the figurehead no. he's not a dupe he's not a puppet but he's just it power does not work constitutionally it's not about who has the powers in the constitution that makes the decisions it's the guy in the back room who's like been there forever and like power, knows everybody power is where you know agency can be turned into activity you know, yeah. like that's where power is. It's like, and it doesn't so like, matter what if it the says. We say the CIA approached Pope Pius Twelfth. Did they approach him? I don't know. Maybe. Was there like, a guy working for the American government that got in contact with someone who talked to the Secretary of State, who talked to the Pope and said, hey, this is something that we can do. And the Pope was like, sounds good to me. And the Secretary of State went back to the guy and then the other guy. It's possible that like at every level there was something shrouded from the person that's next in the level about sure. what was going on. If there's no oversight of this bank. If you're like the second in command in the Vatican and the only guy who is going to check your bank records is the, or can do anything about it is the Pope. Yeah. You're probably and he's, fine. And he's scared, you can probably do whatever you want. <laughs> he's scared witless about the incoming invasion of the communists. And he spends all of his time praying. It's like, he's probably not checking the bank records. So yeah. 
he probably in fact delegated that to you so you're you got yeah if i was pope i wouldn't do anything with the bank you kidding me that's like the least of my words yeah i would i would first and foremost institute a papal podcast (laughs) just to make everybody have and it'd be like it'd be like airport interviews part two Mm -hmm. and it would be even worse I would actually make it so that we could have a co-papacy and it'd be you and me and we're co-papal and we're up there on the, on the balcony. Yeah. A Wednesday audience just doing a podcast. It's you and me, baby. What do you think? <laughs> Tell me what you think about that. No, I think that it's very biblical to have the guy holding the money bag be a skis ball. You know, that's just, that's who you're supposed to, you're hey. supposed to pick the shiftiest dude and give him all the money. <laughs> we should hire a shifty man. This is make friends with dishonest wealth. And if you don't, if you can't, just get a bunch of wealth and give it to a dishonest man. That's what the Bible says. Yes. So if you're needing to give your money to someone, you my Venmo is Ethan.com. Big us. We're very Pick dishonest. Me. We've been very lying dishonest. this whole time. No. I'm actually Ethan. And Not very wealthy. Me. Yeah. Our voices are exactly what you thought. Yep. Speaking of dishonest wealth, let's get into Dr. Ethan's dating corner. Um. Uh, asking someone out the second time you meet or newlywed needs advice on being a good husband. Ooh. Just in time for Valentine's Day, I think. No, that's not. I'm gonna hit you, I'm gonna hit you with the the Anton ego. Surprise me. Okay. This question from Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. This Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner question comes from San Dweeney. The week before Christmas and all through the house, I met a girl who I wanted to meet. Uh, and she was quiet. a mouse. And she was a mouse. Oh, weird. Yeah. Started the um, plague. Ha huh? That was my Mickey Mouse impression. I can I can do a good Mickey Mouse impression. Ready? Yep. I uh, <laughs> wanted... <laughs> what, was that? what was that? That was my Barack Obama impression. Uh, let me be clear. Yeah. Uh, I am not a mouse. <laughs> I am not a mouse. I, I do live not, in a house. not in a train. I would not, could not, with a plane. Week before Christmas, <laughs> I met a girl who I'd wanted to meet for a while based on the recommendation of a friend. We small talked for five minutes, very normal. I would like to ask her on a date, and I think there's a good chance I may see her at Mass this week. But after that, due to work schedules, no idea when that next in-person meeting would be. Oh. If I can talk to her again this week, I'm thinking about asking her if she'd be interested in coffee or drink at the end of the small talk. Alternative is trying to get a mutual friend to set us up. Ladies, thoughts on getting asked on a date the second time you meet a guy? Any bonus points or penalty points for being after Mass? Sandweeny, what do you what do you think, Ethan? What should what should Dan do? Sandweeny. Um <laughs> I, think, I think that it's not weird to ask someone out the first time you meet them. Yeah. I I think you should have pulled the trigger right then and there. Why did yeah. he wait? What was the what was the holdup? Let's get it, in the I mean film you're room. you're fine. You're fine. You're fine to ask her out as long as she's not um filming herself in a gymnasium. You should be fine. You should be fine. If she's filming in a gym, should you should not approach because you will end up on TikTok. Yeah, um, I, but, I also don't think you want to date the films myself working out so that I can make TikToks about men looking at me type of girl anyway. That's fair. That's fair. There are some of those that are legitimate and weird and creepy, um, but there are some of them that's like the dude just like, I mean, you do. You, I look around at the people around me often. Like when there's movement, my eyes naturally go over there. You yeah. know. And mm-hmm. so, like, she moves, and then she zooms in on the guy looking at her. It's like, well, you moved. We're we're biological creatures. 
I like her, I like when her, someone comes up to her to I like I like the ones where a guy goes up to a girl and it's like, hey, you done using that machine? And she's like, oh yeah, it's fine. And then she like goes to her phone. And she's like, what a creep! I can't believe that you would do this. <laughs> I think I don't I don't even think they're real. I think they're pretending. I think yeah. this is I, I I think I think it's it's so many layers of irony that. I think I the guy is a paid actor and it's actually his TikTok account. Yeah. And me watching the TikTok is actually the TikTok and I'm doing it for content so that I can make money on the internet. Yeah. There's a lot of videos out there that people are responding to as if they're real. And it's just like, you got to look through it. Like there's yeah. one on there. that was this girl showing a picture of Dwayne, the rock Johnson's body. And she asked these two girls, like, what would you rate this body? And I get one to 10. One girl said zero. <laughs> one girl said four. And so I was like, first of all, no. That's not what it is. <laughs> Wrong. And then they showed him his head and they're like, what would you rate him? And another girl said zero. And then the other girl said four. <laughs> and she was like, do you know who this is? And the girl looks at the other girl. She says, Andrew Tate. <laughs> and I'm like, that's too funny. That's really funny. To, yeah. to like be real. You know, like yeah, that has course. to be, those are either actors or she edited it to make it look like what it was yes. or was not. Um, but people were responding like, I can't believe they would say that about Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Like, how do you not recognize him? One time I was in Tokyo and the only person that they recognized from my t-shirt that had all of my favorite characters on it was Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Everybody loves Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I was like, you are, this is fake. Has to be. This is unreal. This is not real. Semi-related. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I I was thinking, I was thinking that actually the, the best thing to do is to go the opposite direction and assume everything is real on the internet. You'll have so much more fun. Ooh. You'll have so much more fun. As long as you don't get mad at things. If if you get mad no at things, always do. pretend they're fake. No can do. Don't get mad at things. Pretend everything is real. Go, ha, that's so funny that they don't know who Dwayne The Rock Johnson is. That's <laughs> hilarious. And you move on. Um, I th- To this guy, Sandweenie, I think you should ask her out as soon as possible um, because uh, the market's hot and you don't know when yeah, she, interest she's rates gonna are go. never going to be lower. <laughs> yeah, this is, that was the time. And so if you can get her phone number from your friend, I would just get it and then call her and say, Hey, I just uh, really think you're cute. And I really enjoyed talking to you the other day. And I would love to take you out on a date. What day works best for you? And then take her out instead of like this way that you're just, you're, you, you have the right idea of asking her out but you got to take it a step further and you got to pursue this woman. This is what Jason Everett was talking about when he says, pursue the woman, it's like oh cha- track so her down, people. find her house, get in her car, wait in the backseat. <laughs> It'll be like a scene out of the Batman, the new Batman film. You have no idea how many what? guys after the Jason Everett talk about pursuing women asked out that girl in their youth group. Yeah. Which probably good. It's, it's probably good. But it's so yeah. many guys. It's just it's just hard though because every youth group only had like one girl, you know. Ours my had youth, so many. My youth group was a lot of a lot of young men. Really? Yeah. Usually Catholic things like that are like sixty six percent women. Like they skew women. Two In fact, thirds, that was huh? the that was two thirds um, on the dot. Two thirds on the dot. I that was that was that's like that's like kind of like the the maxim is like get get the guys the girls will show up i just mean more so that there was one girl that everybody wanted to ask out oh sure sure that was true in my elementary school there was there was yeah when i was in sixth grade there was one girl everyone wanted to ask out um i don't want to say her name just say first name give me first name sure okay 
So um, her name is uh, her, her name, name is Rita McCall. No, I'm just kidding. That's not it at all. <laughs> Riley uh, Sharapa. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I did not go to elementary school with Riley Sharapa. That would have been crazy. That would have been awesome. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> I, I I don't know what I, she was like when she was younger. I yearn deeply for the day that I have a either business relationship or find out that someone's in the discord or something that I went to elementary school with. Obviously I went to elementary school with Andrew Jordan and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that uh, is really cool. But Andrew Jordan is the reason why you have that USB mic that's sitting in. That's why we got USB mics because, because Andrew, of Jordan, Andrew business Jordan. Yes. And that I, I will never, I will never uh, forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. But oh, so, so the, the, uh, this, this is a famous, this is a famous L that turned into a W. Okay. okay. Um, I, when I was in sixth grade, I liked this girl and I was like, man, she doesn't like me back. And then I just moved on, right? Went to middle school, grew my hair way too long. Yeah. Uh, crashed a golf cart or something. I don't know. Uh, did a little heroin, you know, like everyone, <laughs> everyone middle school, average middle school experience. Yeah. When you were in Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> in, in 1947. And uh, I probably shouldn't make that joke. I went to a, never mind. <laughs> um, but like a couple of months ago, Nick was hanging out with this girl. My little brother was hanging out with this girl that I liked in elementary. The girl school. from the girl from elementary. The school. one that everyone wanted to ask out. Nick was hanging out with her. Yeah, that dog, bro. <laughs> He's got the dog. <laughs> he does. And they were talking, oh. and not that kind of talking. Oh. They were, he was like, he was like giving her a ride home, right? Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. And and he they were they were like talking about me. Like I came up. And Nick goes, oh yeah, like he this is crazy. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like doing a podcast now. He's got like a, he's got like a baby. He's married. You know, he listed in that order because it's the most important things: uh -huh. podcast, child, marriage. And then Nicole goes, yeah, that's crazy. I had a huge crush on him in, in elementary school. <laughs> it's over. So for funny, guys right? Named Patrick. Yeah, I know. But I was like, yeah, cool. That was an L turned into a W in my. And she, oh no, no, this is what it was. She said he rejected me. Which is like, I was like, no, no, that didn't happen, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take that. I think uh, that's got to be cope from her because she liked you so hard. And the only way that she could make it happen in her mind was that you rejected her. So she, <laughs> she created a fiction that she no, was it's, living. It, what, what's likely that if that, if that is, if the, this is a secondhand conversation. So if it did happen and if she's remembering it correctly, what probably happened was she did something that was like a signal. And I did something stupid because I'm Patrick that like that, that telegraphed that I didn't like her, which is she, super likely. She kissed me on the mouth and then I proceeded to vomit into her mouth. <laughs> and for some reason she thought I was rejecting her. But when reality, yeah, that was weird. I just Women, wanted you know? to bond with her in a way. I saw something on Twitter today. I, that, I saw a little baby bird receiving food from its mother. And I thought how romantic <laughs> I thought how romantic, but someone said um, that, this this guy said one time this girl that I was with really wanted to take me up to a like a high place like a like a like a mountaintop or a rooftop or something like yeah. she she had access to the <laughs> stairwell the bridge or something she had access to the stairwell of like this place that you could only get to and she had access to it she like wanted to take him and he mm -hmm. said no because he knew that if he went with this girl to this high up place that they would have a connection that mm -hmm. he would then have to sever and. Uh, which I think is very interesting, like the connection between going to a high place and like looking out at the land below you 
and like the people you're with during that, you kind of form some type of weird bond. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I think this is just an interesting. Why was so, forming this bond bad? Does he? I don't. Th- I don't think he. Or? Well, I don't think he liked her. I don't think he wanted to date her. Uh, um, yeah. And I think uh, this is an interesting sociological study that you can do at home. It's like track, you know, guys and girls who climb onto roofs of buildings together and see how many of them end up dating. You know, I think because I think there's a correlation yeah. there. I think there is something. I did. Uh, I did one time in college go to Pittsburgh with a girl who went to the top of this like cathedral of learning thing that's in Pittsburgh. It's like this really. It's a really that cool sounds building. like a, a church of Scientology building. Yeah, it does sound like that. But it's uh, it's on the pit campus, and we went up to the top as far as you can go, like just public access. We definitely did sneak. So, and we got up there, and, and graffitied on the wall was "This is a great makeout spot." And I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm doing, I'm doing something wrong." I was like, "I shouldn't be here." <laughs> I was like, "This is not. This is not good." We read that, and all of a sudden, the like the the the, the tension vibe changed. The vibe changed. It was like, "Oh, this yeah. is weird. We gotta go." This is weird. It was someone, kinda someone cool. kiss me right now. Someone has to kiss me. <laughs> I'll kiss the wall if I have. It's like what a crazy um, thing to like n- n- name the activity you do in that room on the wall of the yeah, room. Yeah, it was weird. It was like weird. you're in the also, dining room. Like this is a great place to eat. It also kind of wasn't because it was like looking over the the back way of Pittsburgh. So like if you're if you're in Oakland, uh, to the west of you is like the really pretty bridges and the river and the and the and the mount and like that, the hills and all that. Yeah. And then to the back of you is like just like suburban urban you know not great trash and that, that's town. what it was looking and like an old river like with barges and stuff like that's what it looked like that way and so mm. it was like this really isn't just a this is, it really isn't that i think it's just that because you're um in college and you have you're living in a dorm i think that's what it is it's like you know this is the only feeling, place that you found privacy <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? i'm feeling when a barge goes by you know what i'm saying you know i love when that when, when that tugboat hit, mm, mm, you know what I'm saying? It <laughs> <laughs> really gets me. It really gets the. It's the brown note. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's it for our podcast today. Yeah, brown note makes it go so fast. Yeah, rope burn. We've done a lot of good here. I think. Yeah, we've 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 changed the landscape of podcasting for good. Say that much. Yeah, honestly, it's uh, it's over. You can, if you like the community that we have built through mm-hmm. this podcast, you can join it. By going you can to- join it. You can go to bit.ly slash crunch discord. The link is in the description. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, the crunch Catholic podcast on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment below, oh. smash that bell button, Did, like it. and subscribe. Come on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got, I got. Uh, uh, put in the comments below what controversy you think I should do. Put in the comments and then I'll below. and the most liked one I'll do it. Put in the comments below the number of times that you've made out on a barge. <laughs> uh, the question that you answer indicates which host you like the best. The amount of <laughs> the amount of likes this video gets is how many times our listeners of the Crunch Catholic podcast have made out on a barge. So hit that like button. Yeah, like like the like the video if you want to make if you want to force Ben Eastman <laughs> to go on a barge and kiss his wife. <laughs> Very sweetly and tenderly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not in a weird, creepy. No, way. not weird. Like we, we're not we, doing. We, we're not. We're not motivating anyone to do skeevy activities. I'm no, not, I'm not into that. But you're gonna go to bit.ly slash crunch discord. <laughs> you're gonna go to the Crunch Catholic podcast. You're gonna subscribe if you want to support us. This is the last thing I'll say. Patreon.com slash the crunch. At the ten dollar month yes. level, you get an extra hour of this every week. Every week, baby. And you don't want to miss. Uh, and we need your support. Because that's to... where we get a little unhinged. That's where we talk about things that we you think don't I'm unhinged now. The bonus podcast is called the Ethan Effect, <laughs> and it's just 
it's just me saying can somebody please hear my confession or something yeah, we're, yeah like, we're doing swears it's gonna be awesome so check we say, it out we say we say we say but we have we say, 20 we say ass but we're not talking about mexican mules we have almost a day's worth of bonus content so, is that true yeah we have 21 20. bonus episodes so yeah, keep wow. it coming uh patrick do you have anything else for the people If anyone would like to name a disease after me, um, make sure that it is one that gives you um, drop-dead gorgeous good looks because that's the only one that would make sense. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. Two knuckles deep, baby. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.